I now have three different stories about Democrat party members defecting two joining the Republican Party, one going independent. And this might be the most shocking development in the whole impeachment debacle. It was reported last night that Democrat Jeff Van Drew was switching to the Republican Party primarily over impeachment. Now, there are two big things that need to be said before we move on to all of these different facts. First, massive, massive victory for Donald Trump and the Republicans. Not only did Democrats fail to convince a single Republican to support impeachment, they've actually lost a Democrat to the Republican Party. That is a failure beyond words. Not only was impeachment not bipartisan, they're actually making it sort of partisan by pushing Democrats out of the party. But there is another bad bit of information, the bad news here. There's good news and bad news. The bad news is moderate Democrats like Jeff Van Drew are the last wall keeping out the far left. And if Jeff Van Drew leaves the Democratic Party, the sane voices of the Democrats are being washed away. That to me is sad, but I got to admit, it's, po- it's, probably, it's, it's probably because Jeff Van Drew was going to be primaried. They threatened him. If you don't fall in line, we will primary challenge you. You will lose. By switching to Republican, he's safe now to represent the people of his district, which is a Trump district. I have a lot of information I got to go through. And I tell you this now, he's not the only Democrat to defect. He's the most high profile, so we'll follow his story. But I believe Trump is officially, at this point, Trump has officially won on impeachment. He has. You know why? Let me show you something. First, his approval rating, static. It's, it's recovered from the start of the scandal. But more importantly, there it is. The RCP average falling down to break even levels. Now, a new poll just came out showing a little bit higher. That's the Fox News poll. A lot of people are shocked that Fox News would do this. But look at this. Look at that dive and that spike. The no's are going up and the yeses are going down. A little bit of recovery here. I think it's fair to point out. But the reason I say Trump is officially winning is because in all the states that it matters, they're now opposing impeachment. So let's take a look first at Jeff Van Drew. What's going on with his defection? And guess what? I got other people defecting as well. And I want to talk about, listen, moderates, I hope you're paying attention to what's happening in the UK. Boris Johnson, the conservatives have just had the biggest victory in, I think, a hundred or so years, like 90 years. There were, there were urban areas that have not voted conservative, Tory or whatever it is. I'm not British for since like 1935 or the 1920s. And they flipped conservative. That's mind blowing. So let's read the story before we get started. Head over to TimCast.com slash donate if you'd like to support my work. I was out for three days. Man, that was brutal. And you can still tell my voice is all messed up. It was the most nightmarish three days of my life because I haven't, I haven't stopped. I, I've produced for three years and I had no choice. I couldn't talk. So if you want to help me support, support my work, I don't want to say get back on my feet. I'm doing well. But um, help me make up for those three days. Support me in any way possible. The best thing you can do is just share this video. Not that I think it'll make it outside of the echo chamber because everybody's gone nuts. But you know what? Sharing really does help. Maybe there are some sane liberals left who want to hear what I have to say. And if you share, it would help. Let's read the story from the New York Times. They say, Representative Jeff Van Drew, anti-impeachment Democrat, plans to switch parties. The freshman Democrat who represents a New Jersey district where Donald Trump is popular told aides he would announce his switch next week. They say, At a White House meeting on Friday, 
Mr. Van Drew sought Mr. Trump's blessing for the move, which could be critical to his ability to avoid a primary challenge next year. And the president urged him to make the jump, according to two Democrats and one Republican who spoke on the condition of anonymity because the talks were intended to be private. Mr. Van Drew has spoken with senior advisors to Mr. Trump about announcing his switch at an event at the White House either immediately before or just after the House votes on two articles of impeachment, which is expected to happen on Wednesday, according to Republicans and Democrats. Beyond the potential boost to Mr. Van Drew's own political fortunes, the move would also provide, provide a silver lining for Mr. Trump as he becomes the third president ever to be impeached. The president has characterized the drive to remove him as an entirely partisan exercise that will cost Democrats their majority in the House, and a high-profile Democratic defection could help bolster his case while allowing him to divert attention from the vote. Now, they say this. They're, they're essentially here alluding to the fact that Van Drew is doing this to save his own tail, that he'll be removed from office, they'll primary him. And that's true. That is true. But, but let, me, let, me, let, me, let me defend the honor of Mr. Van Drew. First, they, in this article from the New Jersey Globe, they say he was urged to, to vote party line. Otherwise, he will be primaried. Do you know who else opposes impeachment? Alan Dershowitz, Professor Dershowitz, controversial, huge Hillary Clinton supporter. He wrote a book, I believe it's called The Case Against Impeaching Donald Trump. And he said it was originally called The Case Against Impeaching Hillary Clinton because he thought she was going to win. So he started writing about the precedent and the, and the cause. Here we are. Alan Dershowitz, who I believe he said something about he will enthusiastically support Biden, is saying it's not about defending Trump. It's about defending the Constitution. So I tell you this now. They have two articles, abuse of power, obstruction of Congress. The best argument I've heard against obstruction of Congress is that Congress needed to file with the judiciary. That's, that's the way it's supposed to work. They challenge, there, there is no one Supreme Branch. Congress says we want to subpoena Trump. Trump says I challenge. It goes to the third branch. Democrats didn't do that. They just said, well, you're blocking us. Therefore, we're impeaching you. Think about what that means. Now, for me, I actually have said, you know, in the past past week, they do have an argument here with Trump rejecting subpoenas. However, the, 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 the legislative branch has no authority over Trump. They can challenge Trump and it goes to the third branch to resolve the dispute. They did not do that. The abuse of power has no statutory crime. Now, they've argued you don't need one, but abuse of power then becomes an opinion, in which case Alan Dershowitz is saying, you, you can't do this. This is nuts. So when it comes to Jeff Van Drew, I do not believe this is all about him saying, I want to be in politics. I don't believe it's all about him saying, how do I keep my job? I think it's him saying, this is nuts. Like, they don't have anything here. I, I believe to an extent, right? You've got to recognize people like Van Drew He's here to defend his, his district. And if his district is pro-Trump and they're saying to him, listen, man, this is nuts. He's, he's of the same community. He's, he's there to represent them. So even if his opinion falls more in line with impeachment, he says, my, my, my district, I represent them. They don't want this. They're pro-Trump. This is a bad idea. So you can either say he's doing it for himself. He's doing it because it's right. Or he's doing it because it's what his constituents want. And you got a two out of three chance he's doing the right thing for the right reasons. Regardless, if he's doing it to save his own butt, he's still doing the right thing because I defer to, to Dershowitz. But let me show you some stuff right now. And I, I showed you the polls already, but I want to make sure this is clear to all of you before we move forward. This is the fourth attempt to impeach Donald Trump since he's been elected. I'm not exaggerating. 
I was talking to a friend and I said, do you know this is the third or fourth time? And they said, that's not true. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. The first was December 2017. The second was January 2018. The third was July 2019. And now we have the current hearings. Now, to be fair, I believe all of these impeachment attempts were brought forth by, I think, Al Green. I'm not entirely sure, but it was like one guy. But support kept growing. There was like 50 votes, then 70. It was going up and up and up. So they've been trying. They've been talking about this. They've been planning this. They've just been looking for an excuse. And now they have the flimsiest of flimsy excuses. So I do want to show you this. I I know I mentioned this earlier, but it bears repeating as we move forward. Trump's approval ratings recovered. It's recovered from its lowest point during the scandal. Now, this is the aggregate. I don't like necessarily pulling up individual polls all the time. But here we can see Trump's approval rating hasn't changed. Not only has impeachment not swung, you know, the pendulum for any side, it's, it's also now backfiring in swing states. Now, there was a recently a Fox News poll, I did mention this, showing that there is a large group, 54% want impeachment, 50% want impeachment and removal. I find that kind of strange coming from Fox News when more reputable polls show the inverse. It's, it's quite strange. Like you have uh, Quinnipiac saying 51, no, but it is still, you know, Trump has been in the major- the, 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 the impeachment has been the majority for a long time. The reason I said earlier that I think Trump has officially won is the polls are now starting to swing in his favor nationwide. I think the last video I did before I lost my voice completely was about how even some Democrats are now saying enough. It was around 12% of Democrats saying none of this. And that gave the majority in favor, uh, 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 I should say, that put the majority against impeachment. But let me, uh, let me show you something. Let's talk about the far left. Let's talk about impeachment. Let's talk about Brexit. Did you see these results? 2019 UK general election, 365 seats, Labor Party, 203. You had Joe Swinson and the Liberal Democrats claiming she was going to be the next prime minister. Did you know that the Liberal Democrats, this, this woman, Joe Swinson, couldn't even define what the word woman meant? I'm not exaggerating. Apparently, she was on a radio program and someone asked her what a woman was and she couldn't answer. She just said, I think we all know what that is. And she said, what is it? She couldn't do it. You had Jeremy Corbyn, extremely controversial, but the push to the far left is represented by Twitter and nothing else. And they've failed miserably. So I, 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 I am not the only one saying this. There, there are many people saying the Democrats are going too far left. Here's CNN in October. Half of Americans think the Democratic Party has moved too far left. Now, first, why do I bring up the push far left when we're talking about impeachment? I think impeachment and Brexit are very similar. Before Trump got elected, we saw the Brexit vote. So it seems like, you know, and people have mentioned this a lot, the U.S. and the U.K. are very, very similar, and we follow each other's trends very often. Brexit happened. Trump got elected. No one thought it would happen. In fact, the same companies worked on both campaigns. I believe it was Cambridge Analytica. We're now seeing this massive defeat of the left. Basically, people saying, get it done, get Brexit done. I think the same sentiment will carry a victory for Republicans and Trump come 2020. Now, I tweeted, what you're seeing in the UK will be reflected in 2020. And some, some, uh, some guy responded, you're right. A deeply unpopular leader will cost an easy victory for his party. Basically saying that Trump and Corbyn are very similar. I disagree. 
I view Brexit and impeachment as very similar in that it is a constant nagging controversy that is jamming up the system and getting nothing done. The conservative party in the UK has a plan. They had a manifesto. They say, here's what we're going to do. Apparently, the Labour Party couldn't even tell people what they were going to do on, it, on, on, uh, on Brexit. Jeremy Corbyn, this is what I read, I could be wrong, but he was saying things like, well, let the people decide and we'll see what happens. And so he didn't take a hard enough stance on leave or remain or second referendum, I think he wanted. There was no definitive answer as to what he was doing. Now look at the Democrats. What are they doing? Investigation, impeachment, the same old nonsense. So you have this combination of factors. I, I don't know if I have the, there, there's a tweet by Nate Silver. I don't think I have it pulled up. He said, it's got to be some combination of Jeremy Corbyn being bad, of Brexit, people wanting Brexit to get done, and a push to the far left because they swung it by 14 points. So I think now the live results have it around, you know, 12, what is it, 11.4. Yeah, just about 11.4 points. But yeah, combination of all these factors. Now, let me show you. Jeff Andrew wasn't the first. I do not believe he will be the last. New Mexico commissioner switches from Democrat to Republican over the far left. Impeachment is similar to their Brexit. It is a jammed up system where nothing is getting done. How many people are sitting there saying, I can't believe I voted for these people. They're not doing anything. They're obsessed with Trump. I want to know what's going on with my health care. Well, I couldn't get it done. So I think come 2020, people are going to reject Democrats. I could be wrong. And it's fair to point out there's been a bunch of Democrat victories at the state level you know, across the US. I mean, Virginia, for instance, and now that's going crazy. But wait, there's more. Check this out. Pennsylvania Democrats lose a state senator. John Udichak declares himself an independent and will caucus with the GOP. The defections are not happening on the right. You have retirements. A lot of people are bowing out. They don't want to be in the Trump party. That's I get it. You do have Will Hurd saying Republicans got to get, get to the t- you know, get, get uh, hip with the times and start talking about diversity and how, you know, the Republican Party is overwhelmingly white and male. Something to that effect. I don't want to misquote the guy. I don't think he's a bad dude or anything. But there is that sentiment that's very, very different from defecting to the Democrats. If you watch my second channel at 1 p.m. today, I talked about these West Point cadets. Uh, and, and for those on the podcast, you'll hear this in a second. But these West Point cadets are under investigation for playing the circle game. The left is being dominated by a weird, insane bubble that isn't reflective of what's really going on in the real world. And let me just carry on with this narrative. It's, if, if Jeff Van Drew didn't defect, he'd be out. He'd, he'd, he, I, th- I think they're all going to be out. Look at this. Another Trump district Democrat ripped by constituents over impeachment. If she votes for impeachment, she's screwed. This is what keeps happening. And, you know, I was watching uh, it was like on Fox News, they had Alyssa Slotkin, who was saying she's going to look at the facts, she's going to try and figure out what she's going to do. And if she gets voted out, she gets voted out. I tell you this, man, I defer to Alan Dershowitz. The dude's a Hillary supporter. He says he's going to vote for Biden. He's a professor. He wrote a book. Don't take the word of partisans who are, who are desperate to remain in their seats. Is Jeff Andrew doing the right thing? I think so. I think, he, I think he's doing the right thing. Is he doing it for the right reasons? I'm not convinced, but I think it's more likely than not. None of that matters. What matters is, are they going to do the right thing and say no to impeachment? Because this is a scary future, a scary prospect in that we have political partisan impeachment every single election. They do it to Trump over a phone call. It's his discretion how he conducts foreign policy. He's accused of no crimes. They're still trying to impeach him. 
They didn't file with the judiciary to, to challenge Trump's challenging of the subpoenas to resolve the matter. You know what, man? The Democrats are, they, they've lost it. They've completely, completely lost it. I'm sad to see Jeff Andrew go. I live not too far away from his, uh, I actually thought I lived in his, in his district. I'm actually not. I'm in a, a bluer district. But where I live, it's pretty, it's pretty even. Go figure, right? Milktoast Fenceter lives in a split area that's between left and right. I don't live in a deep blue. I mean, I moved here last year, so it's a whole other issue. Let, let, let's read the story about what's going on with this, this moderate. Oklahoma rep Kendra Horn uh, was ripped by, by her constituents. Horn, who represents most of Oklahoma, Pottawatomie, and Seminole counties, spoke us on a town hall meeting where voters angrily question her on why she continues to focus on impeachment. President Trump won Horn's district in the 2016 election, and eight Republicans announced they will run for her vulnerable seat in 2020. As an independent voter, I think you're in a lot of trouble if you vote for this impeachment, said Edmond, Oklahoma resident Susan Jaslow. The Oklahoma reported, if she votes for impeachment, she's screwed. We want Congress to get back to work for the American people, please, said Rhonda Peterson, who identified as a conservative. Peterson said Congress has been obsessed with impeaching Trump all year. Horn responded to Peterson saying, it's frustrating for me. She's reviewing the articles of impeachment and has not announced a decision. How much do you want to bet that they are going to defect like crazy? I think so. There was a Washington Post article about four or five days ago saying the Democrats are bracing for major defections, not from the party completely, but they're going to see many of the moderates just reject impeachment. Jeff Van Drew, however, is getting praise from Donald Trump. I'm not, I'm not sure if I have the story pulled up uh, exactly, but yes, okay, I have it. Trump thanks gutsy anti-impeachment Democrat Jeff Van Drew for his support after meeting to urge him to switch to the Republican Party and gushes that he's always heard Jeff is very smart. That's, that's so Trumpian, isn't it? Trump does that. He'll call someone a very nice guy, and then they'll say something, and then Trump will be like, oh, he's not too bright, is he? Jeff Van Drew comes out and says, I can't do this. Trump says, I always heard he was a smart guy. Well, sure, Trump, but it's confirmation bias nonetheless. Here's a Democrat coming out and saying he's, gonna, he's, he's not going to support impeachment. I have respect for that. I really, really do. But I tell you this. Let's talk about personal motivation. If Jeff Andrew is only concerned about himself, he just pulled a major power play. He is going to see Trump supporters come out in droves. This is the Kavanaugh effect in full swing. It's really interesting. You know, we have the Streisand effect. When you try to ban something or hide something, it makes it, you know, more apparent. We now have the Kavanaugh effect. If you're not familiar, it's where people come out in droves to support Republicans because they feel slighted by these attacks. Notably, Brett Kavanaugh was smeared and lied about in the media, and it's insane. So you know what, man? We're now going to see the same thing, right? Because of the impeachment against Trump, people are going to rally behind him. He's raising tons of money. But Jeff Van Drew, if it was all about himself and his career, just saved his butt. He's dodging a primary. You know, they want to primary him because they know the Democrats won't vote for him. It shows the Democrats have gone completely insane. And I'm willing to bet at the voter level, you are going to see major, major defections. I warn you, Democrats, you just lost a moderate to the Republican Party, and you need to look at what happened in UK. Mind-blowing. I, 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 I didn't, you know, I knew that the election in the UK was coming. I did not expect this. I really, really didn't. I thought it was going to be messy. I thought they would never get the majority, 
But this is a decisive majority. This is huge from all the other parties. Now, there is some talk of, this, of, of Scotland wanting to declare independence. It's complicated. But I'll tell you what, man. When Brexit happened, people thought it wouldn't. Then Trump happened. People thought it wouldn't. There have been some state-level victories for Democrats, notably the blue wave in 2018, which included Jeff Van Drew. What is my evidence to believe? The Republicans are going to sweep in 2020. Jeff Van Drew is defecting. Get it? That victory you claimed, that, that cheering you had for those 31 Trump districts that's flipped moderate, you're losing them. Two of these people are opposing impeachment. You couldn't even convince a Republican, but you did convince Democrats to leave. That's how bad your argument is. I look across the pond to our brothers and sisters over in the UK, and I tell you this, man, I'm worried. I really am. This is good news for the UK. It's unity. Okay. And perhaps, perhaps in 2020, we will see unity in this country. Moody's analytics predicts it's possible Trump could win nearly 400 electoral votes. Perhaps people will do something similar and we will see a complete refutation of the left. They've gone nuts. It needs to stop. Trump was supposed to be that, right? In 2016, Republicans took everything. Senate, they took uh, the House, the executive branch. Trump is now stacking the courts. So maybe we already had that. Maybe the left will rebound. I'm not sure. But I will say this. If Jeff Van Drew is leaving, saying, no, I'd rather be a Republican then, I got to say, I think we're on track to follow suit with the UK. I think it is very likely. But I warn you, I tweeted this. If there is one thing that will defeat the right come 2020, hubris. And some people said, oh, please, Tim. Yeah, right. They won't lose. It's exactly my point. Hillary Clinton, hubris. She didn't campaign in these blue wall states in these rust belt areas because she didn't think she had to. She can't lose. She was laughing. They ran stories saying she doesn't even consider Trump an opponent at, at, you know, at this point. And she was soundly defeated. Trump supporters, Republicans, you're going to be in a run for, you're going to be in for, uh, it's going to be a run for your money. Okay. These people are angry on the left. They're going to come out. But here's the question. Is what the left has done enough to motivate independent voters and those who don't, don't normally vote? I tell you this, Republicans will be facing, will be benefiting from the Kavanaugh effect. Democrats will be up against that, but Democrats are riled up to an extreme degree. The question now, with moderates flipping against impeachment, are they going to be motivated? And if the Republicans become complacent, they will certainly lose. I'll leave it there. It's been a struggle, but I'm working. I will see you all in the next segment, starting at 6 p.m. YouTube.com slash TimCastNews. Thanks for hanging out. I'll see you all then. I had to add a new word to my censorship program. Well, yes, I have a censorship program. You see, I have a browser extension, and you may have noticed this in my videos, that automatically changes some words into what you see here, which is just the first letter, a B, followed by a series of asterisks. This is because YouTube will will shut down videos, they'll demonetize videos, and I cannot use certain words to explain certain ideas. It's a compromise. I think it's dangerous. I think we're heading into dark territory. These new rules on YouTube make it very difficult. Listen, I'm going to be talking to you about Cenk Uygur of the Young Turks. I can get in trouble for that. Yep. But anyway, I had to add this new word to my censorship program 
Because Cenk Uygur of the Young Turks once advocated for what this word means. And um, it's, well, it's um, adult animal love, to, to, <laughs> to put it as family-friendly as I can. Well, Bernie Sanders endorses him and then retracts his endorsement. But I have an update from yesterday. And, I, and I, I'm sorry, I've been out for a few days. I really, really wanted to talk about this. You can tell my voice is all screwed up. But I think I am back on the upswing. So I could not pass up the opportunity to talk about Cenk Uger, this viral clip of him talking about if he was, he, it was something like if he was the dictator of the world, he would legalize the adult love of animals. Of all the things, of all the things, now, now I'll admit, I don't trust these out of context clips. I think Cenk has a series of controversy, controversial past statements. You know what, man? I, I really, really don't like playing that game. I really, really don't. Sometimes, you know, um, it's important. Like, uh, recently, Bernie Sanders hired somebody who had tweeted some anti-Semitic things, okay? I don't really care about him making stupid jokes about, it was, it was about, you know, uh, just, it, was, it was a trope. I'll just leave it there. It was a stereotype about Jewish people that I don't think was even the worst thing in the world. Not nearly as bad as what South Park does. The issue is grains of sand making a heap. That's, that's how I always explain it, right? Bernie Sanders hired a bunch of people and he keeps doing it, okay? Now he endorses Cenk Uger. Nah, I don't really have a big issue with it, but I think Bernie is, is treading on thin ice. He's, he's walking on thin ice. It's a big problem. But, but anyway, the point is, the, the, the dude who made these stupid jokes and then got fired from the Sanders campaign, I really don't care. It's an issue of, like, for my criticism was on Bernie Sanders for not vetting all of these people and taking his PR seriously, and the fact that he's hired Linda Sarsour. But let's talk about Cenk Uger and this viral clip. First of all, the viral clip is out of context. I refuse. I don't care if it's, if it's Cenk Uger. I don't care if it's Nick Fuentes. You take an out of context clip, and I can't tell what it is, I'm going to tell you to GTFO, period. Okay. And, 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 and Nick and Jenk are like opposite ends of the spectrum. And you, and you got a lot of people who are, who, who, who hate Nick. You got a lot of people who hate Jenk. Don't care. I know they've both said things that are offensive and, 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 and controversial. Fine. I, I, I will not accept political activists sharing snippets of videos because they do the same thing to me. So I'll tell you this to all the activists. The surefire way to make me disregard any of your complaints is start posting out of context clips. Send me the link and a timestamp and I'll consider watching it. But I'm sick and tired of, you know, there, there'll be like a, a clip of me where I will literally quote someone. And what, what will they do with it? They will take that quote and, 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 and point it at me. There was one video I did where I was explaining a statement from uh, Identity Europa and they snipped it out so that it was a statement from me. I'm like, you people are nuts, okay? Well, anyway, you may have heard the news. Bernie Sanders retracted the endorsement of Cenk Uger, which is so dumb. You know what, man? I, I, it's, it's, let, let's actually read the story. Actually, let's do this. Here's the update from yesterday. Cenk Uger says he won't accept endorsements anymore after Sanders' backlash. You know what, man? I'm not a big fan of Cenk, okay, in, in terms of his policies, I've been on his show a couple times. I've talked to him in person. I, 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 I am upset with him because he, they ran a smear on Dave Rubin, which, which roped my name into their smear. It was, it was total BS. And when I politely asked him, like, hey, you know, if like, you're going to do this, man, keep my name out of it. And he started screaming at me, literally in the hallway at Politicon yelling at me. So you know what, man? But I'll tell you what. I'm happy to see him run. I am. Absolutely. 
Okay, I do not like these do nothing, sit around, fake keys to the castle Democrats. All they want to do is get in. They don't care about anything. I'm not entirely convinced Jen Uger is is uh, uh, I guess has integrity should be the way I'm not convinced he really means what he says and he really wants to do this. And it's not because of, you know, controversial things he said. It's because his opinion flip-flops. It's because as time goes on, he just says what he needs, needs to say so that he can build up that base of support. Let's read the story from Fox News. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to make another point, too. I've been out for three days. You can tell my throat's still on fire. But um, I'm actually able to speak today. I wasn't in the past couple of days. So uh, let, me, let me get back into the groove, and we'll, we'll get things going. But let's read. Liberal host turned congressional hopeful Jen Huger announced Friday he will not accept endorsements anymore following Bernie Sanders receiving backlash for announcing his support to the candidate. Uger, a former MSNBC host who founded the progressive digital outlet The Young Turks, formally launched his bid last month to take over California's 25th congressional district left by Katie Hill. So did did I mention that stuff? I think I did. Maybe I didn't. That we're basically in like WWE world with Papadopoulos and and Cenk Uger. Quote, I am endorsing Cenk because I know he will serve ordinary people not powerful special interests. He is a voice that we desperately need in Congress and will be a great representative for CA25 and the country, Sanders said in a statement released by the Uyghur campaign. Cenk has been a strong advocate for Medicare for all and believes that health care is a human right, not a privilege. He understands that climate change is an existential threat to our country and the planet and will fight for a Green New Deal. The presidential hopeful added, for years, Jenk has inspired people all across the country to organize against corrupt forces in our politics. And now he's organizing the people in his district to do the same. Let me, let me, let me ask you something. What is Bernie even doing at this point? I'm sorry. I don't even know what he's doing. Okay. If you want to be anti-establishment, if you want to challenge the the crony nonsense, Schiff, Nadler, Schumer, Pelosi trash that's going on, you absolutely want to endorse Jenk Uger. I get it. He's controversial, but are you really going to look, man? I, you know what? I just don't even know at this point. I guess the, the thing about Jenk compared to like Bernie's, I'll put it this way. At this point, Bernie, just, just stop. Just, just double down. Just say, you know what? Forget the press. Forget everybody. Personally, I was upset that Bernie keeps hiring anti-Semites or people who, who make light of this stuff. Jenk Uger, he's, he runs an organization called the Young Turks. Do you know who the Young Turks are? I'm surprised he hasn't changed his name by now, seriously, especially after the resolutions in the U.S. to recognize the Armenian genocide. I know YouTube's going to, that's, that's it. Strike me down, YouTube. I get it. So, so uh, they say this. The 2020 candidate faced a fierce backlash among other progressives for endorsing Uger. They referenced the candidate's history of controversial remarks, including derogatory comments about women his repeated use of the N-word and past comments expressing support. (laughs) And there is that word I I was supposed to have censored. I guess the censor doesn't capture it all the time. Bestiality. I'm sorry, you got to explain that one to your kids. Amid the pylon, Uger announced he would not accept any endorsements. He said, I can't tell you how much I appreciate the endorsements of Bernie Sanders, Ro Khanna, Nina Turner, and local progressive groups that gave me their support. Their stance took real courage in the face of the corporate media and Democratic establishment onslaught. I want to be free of any influence other than the voters of CA25. I will not be beholden to corporations, lobbyists, or special interest groups. And I will not stand by while those groups attack my political allies. 
That's why I have decided that I will not be accepting any endorsements. My job is to represent the voters and the voters alone. The only endorsements I'll be accepting going forward is that of voters of CA25. Now, here's the thing. I don't like the idea of rich people running for office. But what are you going to do about it? I get it. Jenk is famous. He's wealthy. And because of this, he has a, a, a leg up over literally everybody else. I, I don't like that idea. I like the idea. I, I, you know what? I'll tell you this. I like the idea of Ocasio-Cortez, a bartender, running for office and winning. What I don't like about her is that, for one, and everybody knows this, I did praise her when she won, but she is arrogant, narcissistic, naive, and it's, it's nothing to do with her being a bartender. That I respect. You know, coming from humble beans means, and then running for office, bravo, much respect. But then becoming the celebrity, you know, uh, uh, obsessed, everything's always the GOP, bleh, you know, screeching, naive, ignorant. No, 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 none of that. With Jenk, he's a bit of a flip-flopper and he's using his wealth to run for office. You know what? I can't, I, I can't really hold it against him. I just wish that, you know, our politics actually were local people standing up with their communities saying, I want to represent you. I want to, I want to make sure your lives are better. And I, and, I, and, I, and I think it's fair to say I shouldn't impugn the honor of Jenk Uger in this capacity. Maybe he really does believe this. Maybe he really he does want to help people. It's just unfortunate that it's always got to be the rich and famous. You know, it's, it's always got to be these millionaires, these cronies. And Jenk Uger is the crony of the anti-establishment left. And I don't mean that as, as nearly as disrespectfully as I would if I said Hillary Clinton. What I mean to say is, there are a lot of people who are on the anti-establishment left, who are challenging the Democrats, who really hate Donald Trump, who aren't the wealthy organizer of Justice Democrats, the guy who can literally just snap his fingers because he makes millions upon millions of dollars per month. Okay, that's probably in business revenue. I'm sure he doesn't make that much personally, but the dude's rich. He's received m- major investments. That's my problem. I like Bernie because Bernie isn't that. Bernie was never a big, you know, receive all the endorsements. What I don't like about Bernie is that he needs to grow a spine. So you know what, man? I will, I will leave you with a few things here. I, I, res- I, I guess Jenk has no choice but to reject um, these endorsements. I know that the news is a little bit old, but I, I, I absolutely had to comment on this. You can tell my voice is still kind of messed up. I've been out for a few days. But uh, I will leave you now with a bit of a per- personal news. Uh, it, I, I got uh, uh, dental work done. I had a complication. It made it really hard to work. And I lost my voice. Let me just tell you, the most excruciating days of my life was not the pain in my mouth or the loss of my voice. It was the inability to work. So I, I had to comment on this story. Forgive me if, if you've already you know, been there, done that. But let me get back into the swing of things. And I will hopefully, you know, my voice will get better as time goes on. I will see you all at 1 p.m. And I'm going to be drinking water. I have, I have much water to drink. But uh, bear with me. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all at one. I'd like to explain to you why it is that Democrats and the left tend to be losing. We just saw this blowout victory for conservatives. I'll have a little bit more on this for my main channel segment at 4 p.m. But this story right here, U.S. military opens investigation after West Point cadets and Annapolis midshipmen appeared to flash white power hand signs during the live broadcast of the Army-Navy game. This story exemplifies exactly why the left and the Democrats are losing. Their core influence base, the thought leaders of the left, are in a tiny, tiny bubble 
on social media, on Twitter. There was a really interesting thing I saw. It was being shared by a lot of Trump supporters following the blowout victory by Boris Johnson in the UK. If you're not following that, I'm sorry I've been away for the past few days. You can tell my voice is still kind of messed up. But uh, wow, the conservatives swept. I'm sure many of you watch Sargon of Akkad. He's a UK YouTuber, and he's been covering this. Labor, which is their like version of the Democrats, kind of, wiped out. The liberal Democrats, the more far left, basically uh, wiped out. And I'll tell you why. In, this, in this, this comment on Reddit that was being shared, it said, I think this election shows us how much of a bubble social media is. It doesn't represent the country, the world. If you go on Reddit and you read comments, and I've got, I've got some comments to show you about this. These people live in a paranoid reality. They live in a fake universe. And they point the finger at Trump supporters and Republicans and conservatives in the UK saying, you guys believe fake news, when in reality, it's, it's them. These journalists, here's how I've described it in the past. It's a maelstrom, right? Like a whirlpool. And it's getting smaller and smaller and people are being ejected from it. So I've been a lifelong liberal. I was ejected from it a long time ago when they started going nuts. So it's spinning tighter and tighter. You have these journalists all sharing stories with each other, all saying the same thing. And then people believe it. So take a look at this story. What you're seeing here is the circle game. You all know this. I've talked about this. We all get it. They're now going to launch an investigation into a bunch of what's essentially like high school kids, college kids playing a game. That's it. That's it. Playing a game. These people are not on the internet. Okay. Because the left is on the internet nonstop, they see this and they live in a paranoid reality where it means, you know, white power. When in reality, most regular sane people who live in the real world view it as the circle game which means you hold it down, you make the symbol. If someone sees it, you get to punch them. We all know this. It's been covered a million times. Those, those photos of cops doing it, of you know, military men doing it, sailors doing it, it's always the same thing, being held low because it is a game. What happens when you combine the influence of the media with this ever-tightening small net of, of extremist leftists who live in a paranoid state? Jeremy Corbyn right? Leader of the Labor Party. Nuts. You get far left Democrats like AOC with tons of followers on Twitter. So people are going to fall in line. Like that's, that must be what people want. They go up on the debate stage and they say, we're going to give health care to non-citizens. It's insane. Absolutely insane. So this is basically the story. You don't need me to elaborate much more beyond. They're literally going to be investigating a game. And sure enough, the media starts framing it as a white power hand gesture because a bunch of insane activists who live in a paranoid, a delusional state are telling people that's what it means when it doesn't. But let's do this. I have some some Reddit comments I want to show you and uh, to explain this, this, this phenomenon. The story is possible white power hand signs at Army Navy game probed. Oh, heavens, possible white power hand signs. The top comment. Possible my A. It's a person playing the circle game. And if you think it's otherwise, you are part of the problem. Bravo, good sir. You can see that's the top comment. But what does the response say? I just want to point out, back when 4chan came up with the plan to make this a racist symbol as a troll, and before white supremacists decided they loved the idea so much they started doing it all the time, they made it really clear that part of the reason was so when racists got caught doing it, They had plausible deniability to mock people who pointed out its new racist meanings. That is fake. That is not true. Someone said, which is how I'm sure a crazy person thinks of the situation. That is correct. 
The goal was to take a ubiquitous symbol for the most part, right? I, I don't want to ascribe meaning to what ev- you know, to everyone's motive when they started pushing this, but the general idea was it's a ubiquitous symbol. They wanted to make it into a racist symbol. That's about it. Then they can show all of these different photos. I think I might have some photos. So there's a video of it. So they could do this. Oh no, look at all of these people flashing a white power hand gesture. It's also the same hand sign that means three-pointer. So people do it in basketball all the time. You got AOC doing it. The goal wasn't so that you could be like the, the racists could hide among the crowd because that wouldn't convey a message at all. That literally makes no sense. This is a cop out to try and claim the circle game is racist. This right here, the PM me with nothing that says it's, it's an attempt. They, they, they were trying to make it so that racists could hide. What, what? That makes no sense. If you want people to support your you know, meme or whatever, they need to know exactly what it means. And if the OK symbol only means I'm making you triggered, that's literally all it means, then how is anyone going to secretly understand someone else is a racist? The point is, let's say it's, it's meant to symbolize your support for a tribe, which is probably the best way to put it. It's when you make the OK sign with your p- fingers pointing up, not down. So, so let's talk about this, the point of the symbol. Okay? These cadets that are doing it, the circle game, do you think Trump supporters see that and go, ah, they're secretly on our side, or that like, the, the Klan is looking at that going like, good work, brothers? No, because it doesn't mean anything. So you have white supremacists doing it to screw with the media. Notably, that one really notorious guy I'm not going to name because I don't want to get in too much trouble. But the, 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 the reason they're doing it, as expressed by this individual, was to sow division. So here's the main point that I want to talk about. This is not the first time this has happened, and it's not the last time I'll talk about it because it's going to happen again. But the main takeaway is how the media and these leftists on Twitter see this stuff. And I'll show you, I'll show you the video. Brooklyn Dad Defiant says, as an American, as a Navy dad, as a decent human being, you hate to see racist West Point cadets emboldened by the presence of the racist in chief at an Army Navy game to throw up the white power sign on national TV. Disgusting. This is insanity. This idea doesn't exist outside of Twitter. So I'll tell you exactly what some of these racists want. They want these guys to be branded as racist so that their lives are destroyed and they have no choice but to choose a side. Because I'll tell you this, there is the side of sane, rational thought. People like me, I'm not overtly partisan, but you can tell I'm really angry with the psychosis of the left, right? That's like a clear, this is a good example too of where I am politically. This is insane, okay? You want me to align with these lunatics? No, I, I live in the real world. And my, my, my po- political views and even my social views lean left. What am I supposed to do about it? These people are nuts. So here I am standing alongside the rest of the people who live in the real world. But these cadets are being investigated now. And you, you mean to tell me that they knew what this meant? They did not. They're not on Twitter. What is it like 20% of the country is on Twitter? 80% are not. These are kids who are technically just in school training, you know, from West Point cadets. Some of the finest of the nation, I would say, you know, those who are uh, seeking to serve this country. Um, I, I, I will reserve saying they're like the greatest of all people, but I, I have respect for those who, you know, are, are coming in with the service mentality. And I have tremendous respect for the people who serve in the armed forces. I do not have tremendous respect for the people who lead them into senseless wars, but it's a whole other issue. That's why I like Tulsi, notably, because she is a service member. There's a lot of respect behind that. But anyway, the point is, you're just kids, man. They're not really kids, they're young adults, but they're playing a game. 
And these lunatics on Twitter spread around this nonsense. 10,000, look at this, 9,616 retweets since yesterday at 6 p.m. And then West Point sees this and says, whoa, whoa, what happened? We don't know. We're not journalists. Journalism is dead. I'll tell you that right now. And this is, this is the clearest, clearest understanding of why the left loses. So, so I'll go back to that point I was making. The, one of the goals of the racists, not necessarily of 4chan, was to ruin people, like to ruin these guys' lives, right? So now they're going to go back. They're going to face an investigation. And guess who is going to be on their side? Trump supporters and politically homeless liberal types like me. We're going to be like, that's BS. These guys did nothing wrong. And that's going to, sh- that, that's going to create a, cl- a clear delineation between who they can or can't support. I'll tell you this. When you see Bernie Sanders, Warren, the rest of them, whoever else, were on that stage saying they were going to give health care to non-citizens, that is the equivalent of smearing some young person who was playing a game. And therein lies the big problem. This guy gets 10,000 retweets because he's just insane. And he lives in a paranoid, delusional state. People share this because they just, you know, you know it's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's hard to explain what this is, but it's not good faith. It's not reality. There's no reason to believe they're doing anything other than playing a game. But they want the brownie points. They want the internet points, right? So these guys are going are gonna, to are gonna leave now confused. They're going to look it up and they're going to be like, dude, this is insane. Trump supporters are going to walk on by and give them a high five and a handshake and say, ignore them, man. They're nuts. And they're right. And this creates a circumstance where the left ends up losing everything because of, because of this. So here's what you have. There are certain YouTubers, progressives, I won't name them. Um, I think they purposefully tow this line, even though they know it's false. Absolutely. And I know the, the reason why I won't name them is because they say the same thing about me. They say, oh, Tim knows better. He's just saying these things. Nah, sorry, man. I hate to say it, but I live in reality. I, I, I do. It, it was crazy to me when I was on the Joe Rogan podcast and Joe asked me about it. And I'm like, no, dude, it's a circle game. This is insane. And Jamie, I think the guy was like, was interrupting being like, no, I had a lot of people saying like, wow, he's never chimed in that much. These people live in a psychotic world. Here's what happens. These are the most vocal elements of the left. My friends, like I was just talking to a friend of mine, knew nothing about this. Oh, I will blow your mind right now. A friend of mine. I said, did you know that in Virginia, they were proposing like essentially no limit full term abortion? And she said, that's BS. It's not true that, that no one would do that. And I said, yeah, it is. And so I pulled the video of the, the Kathy Tran, where she's saying there's no limits. And, and she's asked by someone on this, on this committee, if the mental health of the woman is affected, what's the limit on abortion? And she says, I don't think there is one. Literally the bill, whether on purpose or not, would make it so that a woman who's nine months pregnant who was on the verge of, of birthing a child, could abort the baby. I showed her the video and I sent her a link to the bill. The bill failed, to my understanding, but she didn't know this. And then I also showed her that during the impeachment inquiry, several of the, of the major networks didn't show the Biden quid pro quo video. And I said, listen, this is why the left is going insane. And it's also why the left is losing. Because my friends who have basically the same views as me, aren't paying attention. And these are the people who are leading the charge. You then get, you know, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, and all these other people who then start saying, 
what's the left saying? And they looked at the high profile leftists and that's what you get. Sorry, man. I don't know what to tell you, but I will tell you this. Same people who voted in Barack Obama voted in Donald Trump. And if you think they're all bigots or whatever, you're nuts. I think Count Dankula summed it up really well when he said he tweeted something to the effect of perhaps the reason that the labor lost is because they didn't call the white working class racist enough. Guess what? In this spectacular defeat of the left in the UK, they're doubling down. Jeremy Corbyn said, we won the argument, but we didn't convince the majority. Wait, wait, what? That literally means you lost the argument. The Independent writes an article saying how to leave the UK. There's another article saying, uh, yeah, you, you, you get the point. There, there was another article that said the left has created a movement that's unstoppable. And I'm like, you were literally just stopped. You were stopped. Because in the real world, people care about, they care about the economy, man. So I'll tell you what. Faced with this paranoid delusional reality where young people playing a stupid punch them in the shoulder game becomes Nazis around every corner. Then they start advocating for things nobody wants. You know, you know what? Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to explain this to you. And I've explained this before. Search for Finger Family, Incredible Hulk, and I don't know, Hitler or something. And you will see the most psychotic and deranged videos you've ever seen. This is algorithmic chaos. And I, I, I should do like a longer report on this. Maybe I'll commission somebody. Basically what happens is these people know that white power condemning it. It gets you quick brownie points from people who don't pay attention. On YouTube, this video of the Hulk dancing with Hitler, it's because they're buzzwords that have a lot of weight to them. So it's Tai Chi, it's Singing Finger Family, it's all the things YouTube wanted, and it creates a psychotic reality. That's where these people live. That, and, and the easiest way to explain it, I, I've explained it before, but I'll, but I'll say it again for the sake of this video. The more keywords you put in videos, and you'll notice I do this too. Absolutely, I do this, okay? The more keywords in a video, the more networks it reaches. So if I make a video called like, you know, the left is insane. The left is a keyword that will target a community. If I put like leftist Democrats are insane, it will target leftists and Democrats. Keywords are how it plays. You'll notice I do this in a lot of my videos. I'll say like far left Democrats. Well, I did that. I, I, I reserve that one because I think that's actually fair. Saying like far left Democrats is a direct reference. But saying things like I, I, I will use Democrat instead of a name because it reaches a larger audience. However, what I try to do when I make videos like this is, yes, you'll notice that I may be a bit verbose in the description to try and reach as many people as possible. In the actual content, I'm hoping that people will click it and then get a rational take that kind of, you know, walks away from the far ends of things. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I am recognized I do much of this. Now, here's the difference. Vice, for instance, will write an article called trans women of color are targets of police brutality. And you have trans women, color, police, brutality, all in one. So intersectionality is the end result of the algorithmic hunt. These companies are trying to figure out which, reach it, which, which content will reach the most people. That's exactly how they do it. They're not reasonable, though, because their end goal is money. These people do the exact same thing. American, Navy dad, West Point, racist in chief, white power. It's all there. It's all there. And you can see it. You can see how they do this. There are the retweets. Congratulations. The problem is it doesn't represent the real world. It only represents the people who will click on your tweet. The less than, you know, 25 or so percent of people who are actually on Twitter. The Democratic candidates see the virality of it and say, that's what people want. 
and then the conservatives in the UK destroy the left. I think we're going to see something similar happening. So stick around. Um, you can tell my voice is kind of messed up. I'm, I'm doing my best. Thanks. I really do appreciate it, man. It, it, was, it was a nightmare not being able to work. To everybody who, who, who's listening, my scratchy voice, you have my profound gratitude and respect. Stick around. Next segment is coming up at 4 p.m. YouTube.com slash TimCast. I will see you all there. There was a viral video going around for a while showing a young boy being beaten by a group of other teenagers on a bus. Turns out five students are being charged with battery after beating a boy 14 on school bus, quote, because he wore a Trump 2020 hat. Now, at the time of the incident, he wasn't wearing the hat. Question it, whatever. The argument is that he had worn it in the past, was bullied for it, so stopped and then got bullied again. I'm going to reserve judgment. All we have is the video. And you know what, man? Let me, let me say something. There's a video going viral on Reddit right now. Shows cops on bikes in Seattle. And the title is something like police crash into pedestrians and then arrest them for assault, which is just fake news. So in the video, you see a cop on a bike. He bumps into somebody. A woman gets pressed against the wall. She falls back. The guy keeps walking. Other cops come up and grab him. And then all of a sudden, there's a squad car with the lights on. They arrest the guy. I don't know what happened. But see, they take these videos and they claim something is happening to use it as propaganda. So you got to be careful about this stuff. We don't know what happened with this kid. Now, I'm willing to believe both stories. I got to be honest. Cops bumping into somebody and they're arresting them. I've seen worse. But in this video, it seems likely that the cops bump into the guy because they're targeting him specifically because he had just left a protest and they were looking for him. They found him and they arrested him. That's it. Not that I'm a fan of the police, like as an institution, I got no problem with the individual officers, but I do think there's, you know, there, I, I guess the problem is you have a, a, a culture, you know, in certain communities that needs to be kind of weeded out in terms of corruption. I'm not saying that literally every cop, I'm saying like, I don't know, a small percentage will get away with something or do something bad and that needs to be targeted. But I don't want to, I don't want to go into a tirade about the police. Suffice it to say, I think that video is absurd. But in this video, you see a kid being beaten. We don't know why. And that's, and that's a challenge. Just what they say what happened, right? However, because this is so, well, it's common enough, I kind of believe it. So let's read. They say, five students have been charged Friday after a shocking video emerged of a Florida boy being attacked on a school bus, allegedly because he'd previously worn a Donald Trump MAGA hat. The news comes three weeks after the initial attack on November 21st that sent the 14-year-old boy identified as Tyler, to the hospital with head contusions. The Hamilton County Sheriff's Office said the students involved had been charged with first-degree misdemeanor battery after discussing the charges with the state attorney's office. The Florida State Attorney's Office recommended that the incident does not meet the criteria, criteria for a hate crime. You see, how are we supposed to take hate crime laws seriously if it tends to flow in only one direction, right? If it's a, if it's a minority being attacked by a white person, but the law does it is, 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 is colorblind. It says based on race. So I guess you could argue it's not. It was political. Fine. In DC, I think it would have been. They say superintendent Rex L. Mitchell shared a press release on Friday addressing the incident. Mitchell said the school district has investigated the incident, disciplined the students involved in the, in the altercation and turned information over to the sheriff's office for criminal action. Although social media was set ablaze at the implication that the beating happened because Tyler wore a MAGA hat, Mitchell contends that is not the case. You see, this is what I was talking about. It is implied in the post that the altercation occurred because one of the students involved was wearing a political hat, 
showing support for President Trump. There was no evidence found during the investigation that indicated the student was wearing, uh, was wearing of such apparel on a prior occasion. Wait, wait, hold on. There was no evidence found during the investigation that indicated the student was wearing of such apparel on a prior occasion. What, what, what is this? <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to say because the Daily Mail, you got to get a copy editor. They say, there was no evidence found during the investigation that indicated the student was wearing any of this apparel at the time of the altercation or that his wearing of such apparel on a prior occasion motivated the incident. Boom. There it is. That's the important point. You got to be careful, man, because there are people who take advantage of your goodwill on the left and the right. Now, that's what their investigation found. It's also fair to point out they're going to want to downplay the politics of this. So what do you want to do, right? This happens. We, we see all these videos all the time of people in MAGA hats getting their hat flicked, getting pushed, getting pushed around. It makes sense. However, in the video, he's not wearing a hat. And so I guess the argument then later, let me see if they have the tweets pulled up. Look, at This is what the original tweet said. I'm sitting in the hospital with my 14-year-old kid because he was jumped by eight black kids on the school bus. I guess that's what happens when a kid wears a Trump hat to school. And who's the violent ones again? Earlier today, they poured milk all, o- all over his head. Apparently, they said later, I see they have the tweet, they don't have it up, that it was because he was wearing the hat earlier than this. Well, the school's claiming that's not true. Do I, am I, you know what, man? I understand the school has reason to try and deflect and be like, no, no, no. Doesn't happen at our school. But I also want to make sure you're all aware. Tons of people lie. They will, they're grifters and they will come for you. I'm not accusing them of anything because I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to believe it may have something to do with, with Trump. He's not wearing a hat in the video. They say the incident began with a verbal altercation between two students that escalated when additional students became involved. The school district reviewed the bus video to not, uh, to not only view the altercation, but the event leading up to the event and the subsequent conclusion. Mitchell said, we absolutely do not condone the use of physical force between students. This is a very unfortunate incident, completely unrelated to any political statements or agendas. A woman by the name of Melissa Griffin organized a GoFundMe on Friday for her son, Tyler. She says Tyler is emotionally distraught and as he reels from the incident and he is crying most days. Following the November incident, Griffin says they no longer feel safe sending Tyler back to the school and are considering other options, including homeschooling or moving to a different county. I mean, that I believe. Regardless of why he got beat up, he got beat up. And these kids are going to jail for it or they've been arrested for it. The money donated to the GoFundMe will go towards purchasing uh, a good laptop computer and other supplies needed to be successful in a homeschool environment for Griffin's two sons. So far, the GoFundMe has raised around $2,600 of the $4,000 goal. The first video emerged on Thursday after the boy's family retained attorney Foy B. Walker for possible legal action. The attorney, Walker, verified in a tweet that the incident occurred on a school bus in Hamilton County and that he was representing the family, he did not immediately respond to a request uh, for comment from the Daily Mail. The boy's mother explained on Twitter that she believed the attackers were motivated by a Trump 2020 campaign hat that her son had previously worn at school. She said that the boy stopped wearing the hat due to harassment, but that the bullying continued. To be clear, my son bought his Trump hat with his own money at the flea market a few weeks ago. Uh, his mother, a Trump supporter who tweets under the, na- under the handle American Diaries, wrote, he was proud to wear it, he wore it to school, but due to Im- uh, immediate bullying, he put it away and didn't wear it to school again. Sadly, the damage was already done and he was now a target. From that point on, he was steadily getting messed with. He was getting hit, 
tripped and verbally abused on the bus. But it all came to a head yesterday on, this bu- on his bus ride home, she continued. So, so I will ask this question. What, how do you prove a negative? You know what I mean? Like, if the school is saying it was not motivated by a previous political hat, how do you know that? Is, what, did, you go to the, did you go to the students who beat him up and ask him, hey, did, are you mad that he wore a Trump hat? No. Okay, case dismissed, right? Is there evidence he never wore a Trump hat at the school? Also a very hard thing to prove. So I got to say, I challenge this first and foremost, because don't be surprised if it comes out to be a hoax. However, I lean more towards the likelihood of this being true, regardless of what the school said, simply because it fits, it fits with what we've seen in the past. And, and you know, look, I got to admit it's a confirmation bias, but we have seen so much of this that if you tell me that's what happened, I'm going to lean towards, mm-hmm, seems like it's the case. And we know that there's, you know, political issues at the school coming out. More importantly, look, I don't care about the political issues at the school. The school, how do you prove he never wore the hat? How do you prove that he wasn't wearing a hat at the park? You know, he was hanging out at the school after hours, had the hat on, they made fun of him, took it off. Now they're bullying him. He got bullied, okay? They say it was for a Trump hat. Here's the problem. First, because of the school, the left will deny it. They'll say they're lying. See, this proves it. The school said it. This proves it. The people on the right are going to say the school is lying to save, their, to save face. The family said it. We know it happens. These stories like these are, are, are impossible to solve. All I can really tell you is, it's, here's, here, here's the important takeaway as to why I will lean towards, I think it likely was about the MAGA hat. These kids got arrested and charged. It's not fake. He got beat up. They filmed it. They arrested the kids. I mean, sure, there's a reason for the family to be like, oh, it's because he was wearing a MAGA hat, I guess. But a ah, simple solution, man. The kid was being bullied. That's a fact. People get bullied for wearing MAGA hats. That's a fact. The likelihood that it occurred if his mom's a Trump supporter, it kind of makes sense. She says he bought it with his own money. Well, if, if his mom's a famous Trump supporter, stands to reason her kid will be too. And it stands to reason because people have been attacked, that's likely to be the case. But I will leave you with this. There's, there's a little bit more here. They have a, a photo of the head injury and stuff, proving that he went to the hospital and all that. Tyler's mother says she believes the assault was racially motivated. Tyler is white and the assailants appear to be black. Plain and simple, this was a hate crime, an attempted murder, according to the state of Florida, since it was over three kids that jumped him and these kids are older and larger. She said that she has contacted the police in the school district and that the children involved had been suspended from the school. Well, apparently now they are being arrested. But, um... You know what, man? I, you, you guys know I'm the milquetoast fence-sitter, but I will warn you. I only, I only make definitive statements if I can prove it definitively. Be careful. People will hoax you. And that's what they want to happen. They want this story to go viral. Not this one in particular, but like you will find that someone will make this viral story. And then once everyone on the right props it up, they'll pull out the curtain and be like, aha, it was fake. And then everyone will look really dumb. So you got to watch out for propaganda, be it the police thing with like bumping into the guy in the back or a Trump hat attack. But you know what? Color me biased. I've seen so much of this. I lean towards it being more likely that it was politically motivated. I'll leave you there. Stick around. A couple more videos coming up in a few minutes and I will see you all shortly. Greta Thunberg gets into Twitter spat with German train company because the train was overcrowded. Well, here's the story. Greta Thunberg gets into Twitter spat with overcrowded German railway service, Deutsche Bahn, after she tweeted a photo of herself sitting on a carriage floor, but doesn't, but doesn't show she was moved to a first class seat. I do not believe Greta Thunberg is genuine. I believe she is just a naive kid. Her mom apparently is a famous activist. 
She's being propped up as a symbol. And I think what we're seeing here is someone wielding their newfound power. Let me explain something to you first. Here's the tweet. She said, she's sitting on the floor on a bag or something over crowded trains. Oof, looks so terrible. Must be really bad press for the German train company. You see, people with large followings or a decent amount of followers on Twitter know that if you tweet something first, let me stop. If I tweeted, this train is terrible, I demand an upgrade at Deutsche Bahn. People would be like, dude, you're a, you're a jerk. What are you doing? Like, that's so snooty and narcissistic of you to think that you can just wield that power that way. Yeah, not cool. I've done a few things sometimes where I've tweeted at like, you know, American Airlines or something because I understand it works and it does. And I'll explain. I think what we're seeing here is Greta being upset that they're sitting in the, you know, in the, in the nosebleeds versions of a train, like they're in the crappy section. So she complains on Twitter, gets an upgrade to first class. That's what happened. Now, apparently after tweeting this, they said, dear Greta, thank you for supporting us railroad workers in the fight against climate change. We were pleased that you were on blah, 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 and you got ready to first class. This, this video, it's not about being on the train, but I will explain the social media stuff very quickly for you as we move on what the video is really about. It's called the Greta Thunberg challenge. It is a challenge I have for all of you. And yes, just wait. First, I have, I I was on a plane once, my flight, it was connecting flight. I landed, storm hits, plane gets canceled. All of a sudden there was like 500 people trying to get rebooked. That was tough. I tried calling a number, didn't work. I tweeted at American Airlines. This was back when I had, I think, like 70,000 followers. I have like 400,000 now. American Airlines responded immediately, took care of everything because they're scared of bad press. And boy, do I have stories about people wielding their clout. Now, for me, I understand that there's a hard point between where it's like, if I don't catch this flight, I'm in Sierra Shovel for you, know, you guys know I work every single day. So I tweeted, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was like, hey, my flight got delayed. I'm trying to connect. The lines are busy. You know, what's going on? And they responded and they were like, we're going to send you a DM and a link. We'll take care of you. Other people were just waiting in line. That's social media privilege, baby. And I know it, but I wouldn't do something like this. If I had to sit and coach, I sit and coach. I, my, my, I go to sleep. For me, it's kind of like, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll be self-critical about doing it. No problem. You know, I understand it's entirely a privilege, but don't, don't lie about it. Don't pretend it's not what you're doing. Right. But let's get to the point. The Greta Thunberg challenge first. The first part of the challenge, don't tell people you will put them up against the wall. No, I'm kidding. This is, this is not the part of the challenge, but I want to comment on this. I want to be fair to Greta. Here's what she said. Here's a quote. We have to make sure they cannot do that. We will make sure they, that we put them against the wall, and that they have to do their job and protect our futures. Do you know what it means to put someone against the wall in English? It's a reference to, um, you know, putting someone against the wall and then aiming a weapon at them because you're sentencing them to no longer being alive. It's commonly used by far leftists. They say, I, I've had many anti people say, We're, I'm, I'm first against the wall. We'll put you against the wall. That's what it means. It means they're going to have a revolution and you will be no longer alive. Get it? However, in Sweden, I reached out to a local journalist and I asked them, what does it mean? And he told me it's a very common phrase that means pushing them up against the wall. And like, it's like, basically my understanding is when, when they don't do what you want to do, you hold them accountable by pushing them to the wall and like, you know, scolding them like, you know, that's basically it. So, um, I think it's fair to point out 
She did not realize what she was saying. English, second language. And that's important to be fair, okay? Because now we're going to play the Greta Thunberg Challenge, okay? And I'm going to tell you exactly how to play it. Maybe we'll come back to the story because they make fun of like right wing or something. First, as many of you know, I worked for some of the largest nonprofits in the world. Uh, Not the highest levels, but, um, you know, some of them I was like, I was, I was a director at some, at, at, at some nonprofits, mostly just like a manager. And my job was field canvassing. So you ever see those people in the street? They're waving to you. And they're like, do you have a minute to talk about climate change? And you say, you know, and you put your headphones in and you ignore them and storm off. Most of you will probably have that experience because, you know, 90% of people will ignore a street canvasser. Well, I tell you what, I was one of the nation's best. Kid you not. I was one of the top fundraisers, membership, sales, sign up, whatever you're going to call it. And we would stand out in the streets of, I did it in Chicago and Los Angeles. And I'd wave to people and say, you got a minute? You want to talk? There's a bunch of techniques I know that they don't want people to do. First, all of these organizations, you'll notice they stand one person over, like there'll be one person here facing this way and one person here facing the other way. They give you a script. It is the worst thing in the world. The idea is they want to make sure that people who are not personable will be able to pitch their nonprofit. So they usually say the exact same things. It's like introduction, you know, problem. Uh, they introduce themselves, they introduce the company, they offer you a problem, then they offer you up a solution, and then they give you the chance to like play into it. There's like a, there's like a formula they have. It is awful. It is awful. Here's what I learned. And trust me, this is the Greg Thunberg challenge. I promise you. Ignore the script, stand there, wave to somebody, and reach out your hand for a handshake. Most people will shake your hand. And once you have their hand, you say, hi, my name is Tim. Now, 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 now that I've captured you and you can't run away, we're going to save the environment. You win. You guys got to be fun and funny. That pitch that I just did, literally, I'd stand there and I'd have like a clipboard and I'd see somebody, I'd point, I'd put up my hand. And then some people would be like, no, you're not going to get me. I'm like, I'm getting you, I'm getting you. And they would laugh. And then I'd be like, come here, come here, shake their hand. And then I would, and then I would just be real and be like, listen, man, here's the problem. You guys know what we're doing. You know what I'm here to ask you for. Are you going to pitch in? You don't have to, but we need you to, right? It's got to be, it's got to be real. So I'll tell you what, the Greta Thunberg challenge. I want you to, I want you to do this. Be safe. Okay. I'm facetiously saying, I want you to do this. I don't really want you to do this. I want to make sure that's clear. But the, the, the idea is think about how Greta Thunberg has pitched environmentalism. Think about everything I just tried, described to you about how to do a pitch. Now, Imagine someone going outside and standing there holding a little clipbook and somebody walks by and they say, smile on their face, a nice little wave, reach out, shake their hand and say, how you doing? Hey man, come talk to me. I'm here. I'm, we're buddies. We're best friends now. And it's funny and you laugh and you teach them something. Try that. See how many people say stop to talk to you because it won't be that many, but it will be enough. Okay. Now to do the Greta Thunberg challenge, you simply must scowl and shout, how dare you? You've stolen my childhood. Look all angry. When someone walks by you, start yelling at them. Yell at them, berate them, tell them it's their fault, demand privileges, and see how that goes. I would really, I I actually think it would be a really good idea to do for myself as a man on the street. Maybe I'll do it for the Timcast IRL channel. But this this is how I try to explain to people why you need to stop propping her up. Imagine someone on the street looking angry. Yeah. And when you walk past them, they go, how dare you? How dare you? You are listening to an iPod. Do you have any idea your carbon emissions? They're going to be like, get away from me, dude. Think about that behavior.
versus somebody smiling and be like, oh, oh, you're not, you know, I'm going to get you. And you're laughing and you're like, dude, you are, I swear to you, don't, don't you dare. And then they might laugh, tell you a joke, and at the very worst case scenario, talk to you for a few minutes and then say, have a good day. Think about how that will play out. And now think about what Greta Thunberg is doing. First, this tweet about being on the train, she, she later went on to say, no, it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It means people are using trains. Traveling on overcrowded trains through Germany, and I'm finally on my way home. No, I think that was kind of, uh, I want an upgrade. Look at this tweet. I'm making you look bad. She comes out and says, it wasn't. You know what? Let's, let's do this. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt on this one. I'll say, you know what? Maybe it was just a silly little photo. And because they were sitting on the floor, she called it overcrowded to explain why they were doing it. Give her the benefit of the doubt. I don't think so because I know a lot of people with followers and I know exactly how they wield that power, but fine. No, no, I mean it. Let's give her the benefit of the doubt. Think about the picture of her seeing Donald Trump with that angry scowl on her face. Listen, when I go out in the street, I'm trying to pitch that Trump supporter. I'm trying to say, of all the people that I need to convince to give me money, it is you, Trump supporter. It is you. You know why? Because the liberals already do it. I don't got to say, I see a liberal and I say, hey, you're a liberal. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, environment. And they're like, yup. And I'm like, Greta Thunberg. And they're like, yup. And I'm like, great. Give me your, give me your credit card. Just like that. Okay. Not really, but you get the point. I see somebody who's very clearly a leftist and all I got to do is be like, hey, one second, we're sign up for the environment. And they'll go, okay, I don't got to, I don't got to argue. But how do I convince that Trump supporter who's wearing that MAGA hat, walking on the street, works in a coal mine. And I'm going to be like, Yo, you know what I would say to a coal miner? If I stopped somebody and they were like, and they were laughing like, bro, you don't get it. I'm a coal miner. I'll be like, right on. More power to you, buddy. Glad to hear you got a job and everything's going well for you. How about this? How about you take 15 bucks of that of, uh, per month to offset the carbon from, from the coal? I'm not saying coal is evil or wrong. Keep doing it, man. But how about you pitching just a little bit and that can go towards us fighting not to end your job but to develop new technologies and then maybe 10, 20, 30 years. Depends on the organization, I got to be honest. Convincing a coal miner to, to give money to a company that's going to advocate for the end of his job, not a good idea. You get the point though. I can tell somebody, I'm your friend, man. I'm trying to work things out with you. Let's, let's, let's be buddies versus Greta scowling your face and shout, how dare you? How dare you stolen my childhood? Man, could you imagine? Let me put it this way. Let's say you're walking down the street in your hometown. And you see this, 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 this young woman wearing like, you know, $200 Supras or something. Those are shoes. Wearing like really nice clothes. I know she's not. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to give you an example of like how privileged she is. Traveling around the world on yachts, meeting with UN leaders. And then she's scowling at you, the poor person, who's trying to make ends meet, yelling at you. How dare you? Demanding that you make radical change. Demanding that you give money. When she's got everything handed to her on a silver platter. I'm going to leave it there so I don't rant too much on this, but I got one more segment coming up anyway. You get the point. The point is the Greta Thunberg challenge is to try and convince people to support you when you scowl and, be, and insult them and say, how dare you? If you go outside, I tell you this, okay? Don't do anything, don't do anything crazy. Don't, you know, I don't, don't do any of this. Making that clear. But I assure you, if you were out on the street and you looked at someone in the eye and scowled and said, how dare you? They would turn... Turn tail and run. Turn tail and run. That's the easiest way to explain why she is a detriment to the environmental movement. Stick around. One more segment coming up in a few minutes. I will see you all shortly. 2019 
was a banner year for credible UFO sightings. What could they be? Let me, let me read a little bit of this first, because I want to make sure you have the context. But there have been many credible reports from servicemen, you know, people in the Navy and stuff like that. I think I have some explanations. We also, we also have some other news, too, on the UFO front. Thousands of government UFO reports are now available at a Canadian university. So we'll come to this one. We'll start with this one. The New York Post reports, it's been a hell of a year for UFOs. Once thought to be fictional works used to sell tabloids, 2019 has been awash with news of UFOs, aliens, and strange phenomenon, including reports complete with video from verifiably sane sources. In May, the Pentagon admitted it investigates UFOs soon after Navy pilots claimed to not only have seen but recorded UFOs during training exercises in 2004 and 2015. In November, another report in Popular Mechanics confirmed that after the 2004 incident, two unknown individuals took the data tapes away and wiped the memory from the Navy hard drive. Um, I will stop here to say, you know the movie Men in Black, where, you know, Will Smith, aliens, suits, they did a remake, it was terrible. That's actually a conspiracy theory. I didn't know this when I was a kid when it came out, but it's based off of a conspiracy theory about suited men wearing sunglasses who come and seize evidence. They're probably real people. They probably work for real organizations. It probably has nothing to do with aliens. Could you imagine working at like an advanced weapons research project? Somebody acts like secretly films you doing something like with a new technology. So you're tasked with going and taking away their footage. You show up in your suit and you say, hand over the phone. They go and tell all their friends. And then also there's a movie about apparently you hunting aliens. That must be hilarious. I'm sure there's at least some of these people who work, you know, in this field who watch my videos, who are laughing right now about how like they've shown up in like subpoenaed records or seized evidence because it's like a top secret weapons project and, I've, and, and, and everyone depicts it as like, it's all about aliens. Anyway, let's, let's read more. Meanwhile, just from the time the popular mechanics report was released, unidentified flying objects were captured on video off North Carolina's Outer Banks and the army announced a partnership <laughs> with Blink-182 frontman Tom DeLonge's to the Stars Academy to research alien technology. Now that I can't explain. I don't know what that's all about. But while astronomers say humans finding aliens may take a long time, 2019 was a particularly active year for UFOs visiting Earth. There are some conspiracy theorists who are arguing the governments of the world have always known about aliens. The reason they don't tell us is because everyone would go nuts. There's an episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation, where if you're not familiar with Star Trek, the prime directive means they don't interfere with the natural development of a planet. And, they, uh, and, and additionally, they only reveal themselves once a planet develops warp technology, meaning they can travel faster than light. And the reason is they will eventually then collide with alien civilizations. And it's better than to make the introduction. They come across a planet that has just developed warp, warp technology, but it is still divided and very religious. So ultimately, the, the leader of this planet, president, whatever, decides they shouldn't reveal themselves. One conspiracy theory. I love this one too. This is the one I hope is true. Okay, it's probably not. It's very, 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 very likely not true. It's that all the governments of the world know about aliens, or most of them. They know aliens are real. They know they're here. And they can't tell us because people will lose their minds, too much religion, you know, nation states. If UFOs landed in the US, Russia might fire nukes. It's all this really bad stuff. 
But the idea is, once humans grow accustomed to understanding that aliens are real, they can gradually unveil this information. So this theory is that in 2019, with all of these announcements, they're trying to warm us up to the idea that aliens are real and that eventually you'll see like a legit sighting and everyone will notice it and say, what was that? But it won't be too shocking because it'll come a year or two after all of these reports already came out. So then people are going to be like, oh, wow, it's one of those things. You'll hear stories in the press saying people saw something. No one knows what it was. And then one day you'll see and you'll be like, I saw one of those things too. What was that? And then in a few years, everyone will start to know aliens are real. A gradual, maybe even a decade. I don't believe it's true. I would like to think it's true because it would be awesome if we could leave Earth and travel the universe. But we're in an aquarium, essentially. You know, people don't realize how attached we are to the ecosystem of the planet, the balance of the gases in the atmosphere, the temperature, the food we eat. We are not independent life forms, like to an extent. What I mean to say is like we are seriously tied to the entire ecosystem and that slight disruptions can be brutal and wipe us out. So we create these miniature environments we can survive in in suits and in ships but they're still very, very different. And we have to like start synthesizing the requirements of the system we're in. Basically, you breathe air. You know what I mean? Like it's an exchange of chemical reactions and molecules in real time, nonstop. We exist in this soup, same as everything else. Let's read. So uh, according to the National UFO Reporting Center, on September 21st in Galapolis, Ohio, a husband and former law enforcement, uh, force, former law enforcement and wife, a scientist, while sitting outside their recreational vehicle at a public campsite, witnessed a very bright light approach their campsite from the south in an erratic manner, appearing to slow or stop on several occasions as it drew near. It got within 50 yards, they estimate, of their campsite, at which time, out of a sense of alarm, the husband reached for his 45 sidearm, but felt unable to use his arm or lift the firearm. The object estimated by the witnesses to have been approximately 20 feet in diameter hovered nearby for approximately eight seconds and then suddenly accelerated toward the West and disappeared very quietly. (whistles) Crazy. Could you imagine? Meanwhile, on September 1st in Taos, New Mexico, Taos, three elk hunters allegedly witnessed two alien creatures standing upright on a nearby hilltop. The next day, two of them returned to the same area to look for evidence and they allegedly witnessed an unusual looking craft resting on the ground. Closer to home on August 12th on the New Jersey Garden State Parkway, quote, excuse me, a husband and wife were driving north on the NJ Garden Parkway when their attention was drawn to two peculiar white lights that suddenly appeared to be approaching their location. Suddenly, they realized the lights were affixed to a very large triangular craft, which maneuvered to above the highway and hovered. The witnesses could see windows on the top of the craft from which light appeared to emanate. The traffic was passing underneath the craft. They say, if you're worried about your home state, a handy UFO hotspot infographic was created by SatelliteInternet.com, which shows the states with the most alien activity. Well, as we're going to go to the next story, let's pull this up and see what it is all about. Which states have the most? It looks like Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Washington, Montana, Oregon, Arizona, New Mexico. Unsurprisingly, The states with the least sightings tend to be the most populous. Now, California is in the middle, and that makes sense because California 
is a massive state. But New York, no sightings. You know why? A couple reasons. Light pollution around major cities, but also more densely populated in certain areas. Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine make a ton of sense. No people around. So I'll tell you this. If aliens were coming here, they wouldn't fly over New York. Too many people would expose them. They would go to less densely populated areas. Now I will leave you with one more story. We're working on a new podcast. I've talked about this a long time ago, trying to find some people to get involved. It's an Unsolved Mysteries podcast. It's going to be very similar to this show I do now. Uh, It's going to be multiple segments. It's going to be creepy stories, speculation, just talking about weird and wild stuff, right? We're always going to leave with a breaking news story. The story we've got lined up comes from August. So it's a few months ago now. In Washington and Oregon, ranchers found their animals, but some bulls completely exsanguinated. Now you may be asking me, what does this have to do with aliens? The animals also had blunt force trauma on the underside of their bodies, meaning that they took an impact, likely falling from a great height. How could that have happened? Did someone have a hovercraft or a drone and try drone stealing a bull? How did the blood get drained? There were amputations that were surgical removals. This phenomenon has been going on for a very long time. It contributes to the chupacabra legend. Many people think it might be aliens because they have crafts that can do this. Lift up the animal, take their blood, drop them. Now, I don't know, but I will tell you this. Stay tuned. Maybe in the next month, two months, we're planning on having this podcast that will deal more with aliens and I'll probably stop. You know, I periodically talk about aliens and stuff on this channel just because I think it's interesting and fun. Uh, we did one episode for Subverse about ghosts at uh, Disneyland, Disney World, whatever. It was really popular. It really got like 45,000 views. Overwhelmingly thumbs up. A lot of people said, I want the news. I don't want, you know, mysteries. But it was a pilot. It worked. That is going to be the basis for how we do the new show talking about aliens. And after we do the opening segment, which will be five, 10 minutes long, we go into an open discussion about weird and wild stuff. And it'll be a fun off the cuff conversation. We'll break it up into segments. It'll go up online as like a full thing. And there you go. But I'm going to stop now. I'm going to do my, I'm not going to talk for the rest of the day. I'm going to eat some healthy food and hopefully my voice will be slowly improving as time goes on. Thanks for hanging out. I will see you all tomorrow at 10 a.m.